Yesterday we began the discussion of Rabbeinu Tamtfilon, that although all of us wear Rashi tone, there are those that also wear Rabbeinu Tamtfilon, and the difference between Rashi tone and Rabbeinu Tamtfilon is the order of the Parshias, how they are set up. And this is classically, you know, shown or illustrated by looking at a period of Tfilon Shalraish. You see there are four compartments there. According to Rashi, if you're standing facing someone wearing uh, tefillin, you're, you're basically going from right to left, from your right, reading from right to left. You start Kadishli, Vahaya Kiviacha, Shema Yisrael, and Vahayim Shemaya. Those are the four parashas that are in a separate compartment in the Tefillin Shalraish. And Rabbeinu Tam holds, no, it's, you start from Kadishli, then Vahaya, and you, you do another Vahaya, and then the last parasha would be Shema, which is out of the order of the Taira. And it was really based on a Brisa, two different ways how to read a Brisa, and that's here of Machlekes Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam. It is not so clear why Rabbeinu Tam would hold that tefillin should be in such an odd order. Rashi is very clear. You're going from right to left, and it's written the way the parishes are written. Additionally, not only that, we said according to Rabbeinu Tam, since by mezuzah, or by at least by tefillin here, that's what we're discussing, by tefillin, it has to be written kisidron, that you cannot write the psukim, you know, in, in, a, in the wrong order. So how do you write uh, the the tefillin shayat, which is one long scroll, kesidron? So according to Rabbeinu Tam, you'd have to write the first two parshas, then you write the fourth parsha, which would be Shema, and then you, and by leaving a blank space uh, in, in the middle, then you finally write the third parsha. It's very odd, the whole shita of Rabbeinu Tam, and perhaps that is why, since it's such a big chiddush, that is why we do not pass them like it. The Rambam, the Shulchan Aruch, the Torah. <clears throat> and come out all the place and say that the halacha is like Rashi, and that's what historically we've been wearing uh, tefillin Rashi. There's a general question: How could there be a machlekes Rashi and Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam when it comes to tefillin? Let Rabbeinu Tam just open up his tefillin that that Rashi probably bought for him actually. Um, so why, how could there be a machlekes about tefillin that we do every single day? So first of all, if you look in, in, in the Svarim, the, uh, the Eishel Avrami Buchaj brings down, and there's also a Chuvas in the garden, and we mentioned this way back, that uh, for a period of time, the Yidin were not wearing tefillin. So it could be that at some point we lost the Messiah, and and once you lose the Messiah, you try to figure out, based on the Gemara, what exactly people did. <clears throat> the Benish Chai writes that no, Apikabala, he brings this down, it's brought down by a lot of Swarm, the Shari Chuva on, on Shulchan Aruch brings this, that Apikabala, there were always two, there were always two uh, types of tefillin, and perhaps at some point they forgot which one was the Iker and which one was the extra one. So that's why you have Machlekes. Um, additionally, even Rabbeinu Tam himself, he doesn't say on his own that this is, uh, that this is my opinion. He quotes from earlier earlier sources from the Gainim. So it's not a brand new machlaikas that that came up between Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam. It's either an old machlaikas, and we have this question other times. If you learn the halachas of, if you learn the, the, the Gemara when it talks about the avoid in the base of Medrash, when you have machlaikas, and there's always a question, why don't they just go back and, uh, and find the person? How do they not know? And the answer is that Either through Gullus there was a, uh, <clears throat> we forgot the Messiah, or it wasn't so clear, or perhaps there were two different ways to do, of doing it in the base of Mikdash, but th- those are the si- similar answers that you would say when it comes to Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam's villain. Saturday Paskin. So again, we mentioned that all the Rishonim, all, but most of the Rishonim go with, go with Rashi, and all the Paiskin go with Rashi. The Torah says, L'halacha, we go with Rashi. And the Torah writes that Yerushimayim Yotzi, they shname, that <clears throat> the Yerushimayim should be Yotzi both, 
What should you do? So he quotes the Gemara. The Gemara says, There's room on, on one's head to put two pairs of tefillin on, which actually is the source that the Ben Chai writes that you see that they always had two pairs of tefillin. Because why does the Gemara tell me that there's room for two pairs of tefillin on your head? Why would you put two pairs of the same tefillin? But the Torah writes that uh, Yerush Shemayim should, should wear these two at the same time. In fact, if you look around in certain communities, you'll see, you know, a certain Mikubalim. Uh, Maybe you go to the Kaisal, you'll see some people doing this. They'll wear two pairs of tefillin at once. They get very small pairs uh, of tefillin and they'll wear it. <clears throat> the Shulchan Aruch says this as well, that Yerush Shemem should, 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 should be Yotzi Deshneim. Then he says, you know, if you don't have room for both, which uh, for a few hundred years, you know, if you look in the, in the Gemara, it's Mashman, in the times of Chazal, the tefillin were very small. You could, you could have two pairs on one head. And then if you look at the old European tefillin, they're huge. Today, our tefillin are much smaller than, than the ones they had in Europe a uh, hundred years ago. So maybe today you could you could put two pairs of tefillin on, on at once, but the Shulchan Aruch says it was too big, so they uh, they would only wear one at a time. So first, he actually says wear whichever one you want first, <clears throat> which is a tremendous chiddush because why why would you wear Rabbeinu Tam's tefillin first if we really pass in like Rashi? And the old Achronim say you really should wear Rabbi, uh, Rashi first, and that's how we pass. And if someone does wear Rabbi Nutan's phone, first you wear a Rashi phone, and then if you're Yerush Shemayim, you should be Yotzi Deshneim. And then the Shulchan Aruch says that that uh, not everyone should be doing this. Only someone who is Muxuk Bechasid is someone who is he's always he's a Chassid. He's not someone who who just looking for for a random thing to take on. It's someone who is Muxuk who is who is. Uh, his whole life is bechasidus, and then he should he should be wearing this. Otherwise, there's a problem of yuhara. Yuhara means that we mentioned this earlier, Shurim, way back in the beginning, and our person is doing using mitzvahs as a way to showing he's better than people, and he's not doing it for the right intentions. That's a problem of yuhara. So, <clears throat> I like quoting Rav Hersha Shachter Shlita. He has a very uh, he had a, he once gave an interesting share on yuhara. So he said a few things. First of all, he said yuhara would be let's say you daven in a shul and your rav. Of your shul or the or the rav of your kehila is not makbed on a certain thing, and you are publicly makbed on it. Let's say in shul, so he says that's yuhara. If you if, if, because it shows you, you're better than you're better than the rabbi. That's one way. That's one way of defining yuhara. Another yuhara would be, he says, uh, you know, when when a, when a woman is all dressed up, she looks beautiful, and she wears a a, a ten thousand dollar necklace, so it fits. It makes sense. But let's say she's wearing rags and a ten thousand dollar necklace. It, just, it doesn't stem. It doesn't doesn't fit. So he says, if your whole life. Is is one of of Hasidus of of, of Hashem, and then you take on a chumrah. Okay, beautiful. But let's say someone, I don't know, they don't they don't daven at all. They don't daven with a minion. But they're makbid on uh, on yashan or maybe chal of Yisrael. You know, maybe your whole your whole life has to be before you. Maybe chal of Yisrael people wouldn't call chumrah. Okay, but but uh, something that clearly is a chumrah, and a person himself is not makbid on uh, on other things. So that would be yuhara. If you want, if you if your whole Dress your whole life is of of Hasidus, of this Hashem. So then it's fitting to take on these chumras. But the Aruch Hashochan writes that this man is a, it's the Rabbeinu Tam Tfon has been so commercialized that you know all the Hasidim are wearing it. The Chabad Hasidim wear it already from our mitzvah. Many of the Svardim wear it, and even some of the Litvish wear it. So he says there's no problem. There's no problem of yuhara. Maybe if you live in a community where nobody wears it, perhaps that would be yuhara. But People assume that's your minog. No one's saying, "Wow, you're better than everyone else." You ever been in town? So they're assuming, "Okay, you, you come from a Hasidic background. You come, you're in, you're into Kabbalah. They're not, they're not. There will be no yuhara, and that's the Aruch Hashochan's psak. And I think Bismillah said nobody would say that someone who 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 wears a Rabbeinu Tanzvon, 
it's a problem of URL unless maybe there's nobody in the whole community that wears it and you're the only one wearing it and you're not the rabbi of the shul, so maybe that would be a problem. Now, the Gra is quoted in the, in the Maisa Rav, and it's Rav Chaim Balazhner had a conversation with the Gra, and he asked the Gra, why, why are you not makbid on Rabbeinu Tansvelon? The Gra was makbid on everything else. So he says that if you want to be makbid on Rabbeinu Tansvelon, so there's 60, he, he basically has 64 different options of tefillin. How do you get this? So basically, first of all, we mentioned there are three types of ksav. There's ksav beis yosef, ksav arizal, and the ksav vel. So how do you know your ksav is the correct ksav? Additionally, Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam are only two shitas. There are two other shitas. There's another shita brought down in Taisvis, and there's a shita Haravid. Well, maybe we'll talk about it on Shabbos, and we'll have a picture of all the four different opinions of how to set up your tefillin. So you have four, four different shitas, three different uh, ways of writing it. Then... He brings out a few other machlekes in it, and then there's another classic machlekes. Rabbi Reisman, in his book Pathways of the Prophets, brings this down as well, and it's actually quoted in the Shari Tshuva in Siman Lama Beis that if you if you go if you really want to get into Shitas Rabbeinu Tam, I'll ask you a question: Did Rabbeinu Tam wear Rabbeinu Tam tefillin? There's no way he he would have because Rabbeinu Tam holds that the proper covered of a cloth of Sefer Tyra is for it to be lying down. Other parts can argue, no, the proper covenant is for it to be standing up. So this comes up in Hilchas Mezuzah. Your classic Mezuzah, you look, it's on a slant. Why is it on a slant? So you look in the Ramah in Hilchas Mezuzah, it's because we're trying to be chosheh somewhat for Rabbeinu Tam. Really, we hold that it should be upright. And that's how the Svardim lean. The Svardim lean with upright Sefer Torah. We really hold it should be upright. But but uh, but but we, we're concerned for Rabbeinu Tam, we'll put it on a slant. That's what we do by Mezuzah. But according to Rabbeinu Tam, it's supposed to be flat. That mezuzah should be flat. That that when you the parchments placed in the, in your tefillin should be lying down and should not be standing up. So Rabbeinu Tam himself wouldn't even wear Rabbeinu Tam tefillin, and therefore the the Gra says if you're trying to be yoytz or all the shitos, it's not going to work. But the truth is, I'll pick Kabbalah. That's not the reason why they're wearing Rabbeinu Tam tefillin. Not wearing Rabbeinu Tam tefillin to be yoytz or all the shitos. It's not a halachic reason. It's a kabbalistic reason that historically, like the Ben Shchai writes and the Devi Chaim writes, that they always had a second period film. We're not doing it for a halachic reason. It's Tapi Kabbalah. Rav Shlomo Zamanora points out in Licha Shlomo that, it's, that if someone does wear a Benetan film, he himself did wear, he wore a Benetan film, but he wore it later on, later on in the day. He says you shouldn't take away from your Rashi film because every every moment you wear your Tilon Sharashi, you're being Yoyed Samit to the right. So let's say a person always wears Rashi film for a half hour every morning, and now he wants to put on a Benetan film, so he's going to cut down Rashi film to 20 minutes. So he says you shouldn't do that. The Mishabura says that when a person is taking it off, you got to be careful, don't take it off during Chazar Hashat. There are different uh, halachas nageya for one who does wear a Rabbeinu Tantzvon. And uh, we're not going to discuss it because I think most people listening to this podcast do not wear a Rabbeinu Tantzvon. But there are various halachas that are nageya. When should you take it off? There's different minhagim, what size, you know, the minhag is that you make it smaller. Otherwise, how would you know? which tefillin is the correct one. Let's say someone pulled a prank on someone and they would switch around this tefillin, so his whole life he's going to be wearing, making a bracha on a Rabbeinu tefillin, so we're concerned, and therefore there are, there are, we have to have a simon to make sure that you do not end up assuming your Rabbeinu tefillin or Rashi tefillin. The easiest simon is to make it a little smaller than your tefillin of Rashi. There is a famous encounter between Rabbi Moshe Feinstein and the Lubavitcher Rebbe. If you look on all the Lubavitcher websites, they talk about this. Rabbi Moshe has a tshuva that he wrote to Lubavitcher Rebbe, and the Lubavitcher Rebbe asked him why he doesn't wear a 
Rabbeinu Tansfone. It seems like Ramosha used to, until he was 18 or something, he used to, he used to wear Rabbeinu Tansfone. So he asked him, why don't you wear Rabbeinu Tansfone? Why don't you wear Rabbeinu Tansfone? And, and the response was, I haven't found a Mahudur type of Tzvon. Now, the the history behind this, according to Rabbi Reisman and according to Lubavitch websites, I spoke to Rabbi Reisman about this a couple years ago. He thinks, and, and I think Ramosha Dov Tendler, Shlita, has uh, confirmed this, that Ramosha was concerned that he was going to send him an Arizal Ksav of, or Chabar Ksav of Tzvon. And Ramosha didn't, didn't want that. So what he told him, he didn't want to say it, but Favorish said, I don't want to wear Arizal, because that would be being mighty laz. He says, I couldn't find the Mahudr type of tefillin, and, and the Lubavitcher understood that he wanted a Beis Yosef Ksav tefillin, so he arranged for him to wear a, to, for him, so for, for a cipher to write a Beis Yosef Ksav tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam, and it seems like Ramayusha did wear it after he, he received it from, from the, uh, from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, just an interesting historical piece. Mertesham tomorrow will we'll discuss other halachas, halacha l'moyshim of the of the bottom of the boxes of our tefillin, as we continue.